CPHI Festival of Pharma, the world's largest virtual gathering for the pharmaceutical industry. On each day of the event, we'll bring you a fresh podcast tackling the industry topics from drug development to 3D printing, alongside lessons for today's pharma leaders. Hello and welcome to today's CPHI podcast. We've now arrived at day three of our Festival of Pharma virtual event where we bring into focus the current issues affecting global pharma supply chains. I'm Gareth Carpenter, Pharma Editor at Informa Markets, and in today's podcast we'll be examining how contract development and manufacturing organisations have had to react to the deep turmoil of the global coronavirus pandemic. This pandemic has been incredibly disruptive for all facets of life around the globe, exerting extreme pressure on practically all industry sectors and severely impacting the usual day-to-day interactions they've become accustomed to. The pharma industry has been thrust into the vanguard of this global crisis, not only in its quest to find effective vaccines or therapeutics to fight the virus, but also in its responsibility to continue to manufacture life-changing and essential medicines and ensure they are delivered to patients as well. Even before the pandemic struck, pharma and biotech have been steadily increasing their outsourcing to CDMOs, not only to cut costs and have access to manufacturing capacity, but also to better deploy their resources and gain access to expertise in other phases of the product lifecycle. The CPHI Festival of Pharma, the world's largest virtual gathering for the pharmaceutical industry. I'm very happy to say that I'm joined by Ian Cooper, who's CEO of Famar. And today we're going to discuss the profound effect COVID-19 has had on CDMOs as its pharma and biotech sponsors scramble to scale up capacity for mass production of potential vaccines, as well as ensuring continued development and manufacturing of medicines in other crucial therapeutic areas. Ian, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Gareth. Fantastic that you can be with us today, Ian. Just to kick off, the relationship between pharma sponsors and CDMOs is continually changing. What once was a relatively simplistic arrangement to sign up extra manufacturing capacity has now transformed into something much more strategic. In your view, Ian, what are the key benefits a CDMO can offer to pharma companies these days? As the world's population ages and healthcare standards continue to rise, the demand for pharmaceutical products has been steadily increasing across the globe. And in direct response to these market trends of increased demand, the landscape for contract development and manufacturing organisations is changing to meet all the new expectations from customers. Pharmaceutical companies are increasingly relying on contract manufacturing, development and packaging services to fulfil many basic needs and find specialised competencies. Contract manufacturing and outsourcing helps big pharmaceutical companies achieve corporate goals by saving tremendous resources that would otherwise be required by them for capital investment in facilities and equipment. But to be successful today, more than ever, CDMOs must provide flexibility, collaboration, innovation, which requires continuously evolving our capabilities to ensure a reliable delivery of drug development and manufacturing services. Pharma companies depend on the reliability of their CDMOs and their ability to respond rapidly to customer requirements. CDMOs must be ready to take on new challenges, having the financial background that safeguards the fundamental investments that are essential in the business, while at the same time having the substantial expertise required to provide value-added benefits to their customers. 
You mentioned that key word there, Ian, flexibility, and that's at the core of what CDMOs do. This COVID-19 pandemic, it's obviously been a source of extreme disruption the world over. How do you think CDMOs have had to adapt to this new environment to continue to meet their customers' needs? Companies are increasingly positioning themselves to respond to needs and provide customers with efficient and simple solutions. Patient demand is simple at the end of the day. They want less expensive, well-made drugs available when needed. And outsourcing enables pharma companies to reduce costs without sacrificing quality. As the coronavirus has spread around the world, it's created profound disruption across communities, patients, and within the medical profession, changing the way we work and how we engage to support all stakeholders. COVID-19 has severely disrupted all industries around the globe, and the pharma industry is no exception. Companies in life science sector have found themselves front and center, supplying and rapidly scaling up vitally important medical products to support patients in their time of need, while also attracting widespread attention as the industry sprints to develop new therapeutics and vaccines for COVID-19. We've had to adapt to a new way of doing business with our customer, as imposed by the restrictions to contain the spread of the virus. In FAMAR, this has meant adapting to virtual customer meetings instead of face-to-face meetings, increasing the frequency of our communications with customers so that we ensure continuous alignment on the customer's supply priorities and anticipating any potential supply problems so that we can address them to avoid them becoming an issue for our customers' patients. I see. And could you identify us the key priorities for FAMAR as this health crisis has unfolded, Ian? What COVID-19 and, uh, as you say, this unprecedented crisis first and foremost calls to our attention are two things, people and our customers. We've emphasised our employee protection, the health and safety of our colleagues and their families, while at the same time fulfilling our mission of ensuring for our customers' patients the availability of the medicines that we produce. Also remarkable to note that FAMAR was acquired by the new shareholders in the middle of lockdowns in Greece, Spain and Italy, where we operate. This highlights the trust and confidence of our new shareholders in our company and in our business continuity. The so-called opportunity during a crisis that we have FAMAR have made into reality. Our FAMAR COVID crisis committee and our crisis procedures, which were already put in place since March, have been safeguarding that all our sites and distribution centres continue to operate with normal output levels. I don't say continue to operate normally, but continue to operate with normal output levels and that we take every precaution towards keeping our people safe and our sites operating. As we are clearly in the second wave of the pandemic in Europe, it is probably even more critical now than it was during the first wave. In the first wave, pharmaceuticals were one of the few essential industries that kept open. That meant that at the time our employees that have to be on the shop floor could travel to work with less interaction with other people and once they were at home they stayed at home. Now we are fighting the virus without generalised lockdowns and with the general population that is fatigued by COVID restrictions. It is now that we all need to evolve and increase the protective measures and further increase the levels of awareness and compliance with restrictions, not only in the workplace, but also in life outside of the factories. For over 70 years, FAMAR has been a leading contract development and manufacturing organisation. We provide manufacturing and development services to more than 80 markets within the pharmaceutical and healthcare industry. 
through our six production sites and two research and development units. Our culture and values drive us every day to provide a premium service customer care, which our customers today are all benefiting from. We're committed to deliver innovative and accessible solutions, always next to our customers' needs. Head over to www.famar-group.com to meet our team and discover our services. Just going back a few months, I mean, COVID-19, it's placed extreme pressure on pharma supply chains, as you know, and that entails the sourcing of ingredients, materials, etc. How did Famar respond to that initial supply disruption in those very early days of this, well, unprecedented crisis? You're quite right, Gareth, and I think we were fortunate that uh, Famar's newfound financial strength under the new shareholders allowed us to secure supply of raw and packed materials and generally increase our inventory levels. Thereby, we were able to focus management attention on those specific materials that came from suppliers that had been affected. And this has been brought about through continual communication with our suppliers, but also with our customers to ensure that we anticipate any changes in availability and customer priorities, so as to secure the supply of all the necessary raw and packed materials for our production. And obviously, Ian, the employees of a company are ultimately its lifeblood as well. I mean, what special measures has Famar put in place to ensure that its people have remained safe and able to continue working during this pandemic? I believe that what we did was what all responsible companies that really care for their employees should do and most probably did. What we as Famar made sure was to provide safety, stability and security during all phases of the ongoing crisis. Undoubtedly, this has been and still is the largest work from home experiment of all times. Thanks to our expert information system people, we were rapidly able to ensure that about two thirds of our office based colleagues could work efficiently from home with all the necessary cybersecurity measures in place. The crisis has altered the work environment in ways unimaginable just a few months ago. Video and conference calls have replaced almost all face to face meetings both externally with customers and suppliers and internally. For those employees whose skills are required on the shop floor, our front line, uh, so to speak, we have taken all precautionary measures following the strictest protocols to guarantee the safe environment where our people work and operate. Key has been the continual dialogue with the workers' representatives, with the company doctors and with the local authorities. I think we were quick to ensure sufficient ongoing supply of the main personal protective equipment, so face masks notably, but also hand sanitizer. We ensured hand sanitizer dispensers were installed all over our facilities, increased the frequency of sanitization of all areas of common contact, so that we're doing that several times a day. And we proceed with periodic sanitization of all common workspaces. Famar also introduced strict access controls to our facilities. And for many months now, we've been requiring from people who need to come onto our sites, including external contractors, to have recent negative COVID test results in addition to the temperature checks on arrival. This applies to everyone, including myself, if I need to visit any of our facilities. I believe that Famar was able to learn from the situation in two of Europe's hardest hit cities where we operate, namely Madrid and Milan, and ensure that we applied in a proactive and timely fashion, the same rigour in Greece, even if the numbers in Greece were much lower. 
And Ian, do you believe that COVID-19 is going to change the relationship in any way between the pharma clients and CDMOs or evolve it? Um, I do. Today we are faced with a huge competing challenges, uncharted waters as we continue to navigate the impacts of the COVID pandemic. And I believe that the trust and mutual respect between CDMOs and their customers will be strengthened, actually, where the CDMO has been able to show that their professionalism in managing the crisis and ensuring reliable supply to meet the customer's needs, as I believe FAMA has done. We've prioritized the now, supporting our people and customers and all stakeholders around, addressing supply chain disruption, stabilizing revenues, and aligning our businesses with the evolving demands and identifying new growth pathways. I would say also that the COVID crisis has raised the consideration for the pharma industry, as the essential nature of our work has been putting clear evidence and the tight collaboration and trust between pharma companies and their CDMOs has been emphasized. What has been an undisputable truth is that business relationships that are solid, long-lasting, reliable, are even more strengthened. And this is what clearly characterizes the relationship between FAMAR and its customers. However, communication has evolved, and this change will stay with us. The leading CDMOs and their customers will have closer and more frequent communication going forward, mixing face-to-face -face meetings when the pandemic will permit it, with virtual contacts, video calls, telephone calls, but much more frequently than before. We share the same mission and we strive for a common goal, ensure for our customers' patients the availability of the medicines that we produce. And we will work towards that direction, maintaining our operations, the quality of our services. We remain committed and the caring philosophy throughout this worldwide crisis. Ian, do you think that there's a danger that CDMOs are being asked to commit the lion's share of their development expertise and manufacturing capacity to this fight against COVID-19 to the detriment of other disease areas? I mean, how can the industry ensure that other diseases continue to receive you know, the proper focus and attention? It's right, Gareth. Now, more than ever, we should all keep in mind the importance of our business and how society is depending on us and depending on our business. CDMOs are there to support our customers meet their patients' needs. And while we're all focused on the COVID pandemic, we also need to keep in mind that the conditions and diseases that pre-existed COVID are still there. They are still life-threatening, still deteriorating the quality of the life of patients, affecting how and where we live, our economies and our daily habits. That is why the supply of all medicines is a priority and CDMOs have a vital role to play in this. And as the CEO of a CDMO, what do you think been the most telling impacts of this pandemic on your organisation? The pandemic has put every company, every institution, all people around the globe in an unexpected test. We had to measure our strength, our resources, the way we operate and do business and the way we treat our people. I believe we are now wiser and we have already made necessary readjustments so as to be more resourceful, more flexible, more innovative, and more human, I would say. We will continue to evolve as the second wave and winter will require us to adapt further. It's not by chance that the most significant skill of our times is by far the adaptability we must have and we must cultivate to tackle the unexpected. There is no mistake, the road ahead is very bumpy and we will remain both resilient and fundamentally strong whilst adapting to the new challenges and always evolving ourselves and our business.
And finally, Ian, I think it's fair to say that this pandemic has brought the industry into the spotlight and given a lot more column inches than usual. Do you think that the reputation of the farmer industry as a whole has been enhanced by how it's acted and reacted during this pandemic? I do. I think farmers' reputation is holding very strong these days since there are significant global efforts underway to diagnose, to treat, to prevent infections from the virus. And these were put in place within days of the emergence of COVID-19. Moreover, in a time of economic regression and global health fears due to COVID-19, the reputation of pharmaceutical companies are on the line and their impact on the fight against the virus will not easily be forgotten. These efforts have certainly been noticed by the public, I believe, and there is a more positive view of the pharmaceutical industry than before the pandemic. The public is acknowledging what the public sees. And clearly that is the global pharmaceutical industry tackling COVID-19 with every possible way. It's now that the pharmaceutical industry value and strengths are being appreciated, I would say for the first time in a long while. Ian, it's been great to hear your thoughts today. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Gareth, thank you very much for inviting me. That's it for today's podcast, part of our Festival of Pharma, bringing the global pharma industry to you. Please do tune in to our next podcast and be sure to check out our packed agenda full of insightful content. Thanks for listening and have a great day ahead. The CPHI Festival of Pharma, the world's largest virtual gathering for the pharmaceutical industry.